John back again, his nibs returns, and podcasting like a good'un. Between you and me, this episode is a corker. It's a porker. You know, you know, right, when a singing voice holds up as well now as it did 20 years ago, that is quality. It also describes the artist who's been very generous and spared some time to come on Homer Corona. You are going to hear two rather special chats with Kenny Thomas. So what does connect him to Mezzo Forte via James Morrison's engineer? Promise it won't keep you waiting too long. I've also got something called Mac at the Movies and a couple of sketches by The Maestro, the production, comedy and music deity that is Colin McGuinness. Random facts you never knew. Former Blue member Duncan James enjoys eating asparagus with melted cheese over it. He also likes long walks on the beach, cosy nights in, classic poetry, and posing like a tool in photo shoots. All right, so allow me to explain Mac at the movies, or lift up a critical dialogue, as Prince Harry would say. Yes. I've got a ten-year-old son, name's Mackenzie, about so big. Plays guitar, likes dinosaurs and Pokemon, and, and he also likes to act out film dialogue. That, that is the, the central tenet of Mac at the Movies. He says a line or two, and I turn it over to you to identify the film. Muchas gracias, penis. Thank you very much, cock. First, let's bear his soul. Kenny Thomas. You gotta stay. Kenny, fantastic to catch up with you. Uh, thanks for sparing the time. I remember I was laughing to myself when we when we uh, booked this interview, this recording. I was sort of a chuckle now again because I remember speaking to you the, the very first time. I think it had been a couple of occasions. Uh, Stay had just come out, and you were doing the promo tour radio stations for that. My darling, sweet baby. So I think probably about what ninety three, pretty much that would have been. And like all predictable commercial radio jocks, I'd, I'd asked you in the interview about about the stuff you did before music, and and it all always to this day stuck in my mind how you called BT thieves and brigands. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. Um, well, the thing with BT, no, I did have an enjoyable time there. It was yeah. my very yeah. last normal nine to five job, and I worked for about a year and a half while I was beavering away in the studios in the background, you know on my on my off days and um but the uh yeah bt well that that the, their name is still mud in this house because uh <laughs> oh, up until last week the previous three weeks i had no internet or, oh, or phone line geez. so and it took three well actually it was longer than that it took almost a month for bt to find the fault and restore my internet and my um my, my phone line so uh you can imagine <laughs> bt <laughs> are still not 
they're not right up there in my <laughs> top five of, of, of uh, companies that are going to get a Christmas card from me. Mm, I, I think it's a great album title, potentially. Kenny Thomas now dropping the new one, Thieves and Brigands. <laughs> yeah, Thieves and Brigands. I like it. <laughs> Stick it, we'll, we'll pencil it in. The book you've got coming out, your autobiography, uh, Bearing My Soul, equally no holds barred then as well? Yeah, there are no, we, we pull no punches with the book. I mean, it's more about, you know, what you leave in and what you take out because we've, it's, uh, I've spent two years with the editor writing it and there's a hell of a lot of material. So it was really a matter of leaving in what's, what's, uh, what people will be interested in and, and taking out things that where it meanders. And, and we're just still about to add in, what, you know, another two chapters are on the go now and then it will be done and it'll be ready for, to be proofread and, uh, and manufactured. But it's been, yeah, it's been cathartic. It's been grueling. And um, but my memory, thank goodness, right now and has been for a long time is pretty, pretty sharp. So I, I seem to be able to remember a hell of a lot of stuff uh, over those years. And it, it explores and it unpacks. It's not just, uh, you know, boy next door become, becomes pop star for 15 minutes. It's about life. It's got philosophy running through it. It's got spirituality. It's got the ups and downs. It's got, you know, some rock and roll things that people didn't know about me in the 90s and the crazy days of the 90s and what we were getting up to in America and stuff. And so there's a bit of that in there to, to lighten the heart and, and make people realise that I'm human after all. And, um, it's, it's a, you know, if you was to pick the book up, and a lot of people who've had a little bit of a sneaky preview have said that certainly it's one of those books that if you weren't even remotely interested in me as a singer or my career in, in, in pop music, you, you would read it anyway because it's a, it's a very good read, you know. There's a clip of you on social media, I think, the last couple of days where you're you're teeing up that they're going to be these uh, extra few unexpected chapters that you've chosen to to include. Were, were they, I mean, you know, I take your point about having a fantastic memory, Kenny, but were they anecdotes that you just overlooked and then, and then what, they'd come back to you? How, how did that side of it work? No, what it is, the book, the book ended, the book was beginning to end a certain way, but, uh, but that really was pre-pandemic. So there's the last year that's gone on, the creativity of the last year, the things that are lining up, what we're about to do, the reissue of Voices, its 30th anniversary, and even things as, you know, like the, um, the online uh, crooner session with Gary Barlow that now has got something like four and a half million views um, those little things, they, they should be in there. They should just bring people up to date and let you know that this was this was being written during that time and people can relate to that, you know. And obviously there's the the the, the question mark over, you know, the story with my, my daughter, Christina, because, yeah. you know, that's, that's a daily battle and we live from day to day, week to week. We were, there was a time during the first lockdown where um, things were not going so well. There was some negative things happening with her. And uh, we we really thought that the her story would was was about to end there, and um, but with the with the intervention of what I'm up to with the with the naturopathic medicine and also the doctors in uh, Frankfurt where the medicine she's receiving from Frankfurt now a phase two trial trial medicine that that has stabilised her and she's bounced back and has remained stable ever since. So, um, and I don't know if you know her story, she was, you know, she was diagnosed with a brain tumour in February, 2017, yep. given six months, we were off, we were told we could have nine months if we took chemo. I spent a year and a half resisting uh, the powers that be that wanted to give her chemo, etc., knowing it wouldn't save her. And I went a different route and here we are four years and one month on. So we there was a bit, as I say, where we didn't know quite where that was going, and it was very a very what I would call a wobbly time. Mm. 
an up and down roller coaster. So we once that stabilized, we thought, okay, we can that that story continues and we we end the book a different way. Cathartic is is a, a word that you've used a few minutes ago, Kenny, and and you know fairly frequently gets gets used when somebody's very hands on with with their book. It's shown you things about yourself that maybe you hadn't already seen or or, or had but hadn't paid that much attention to them. Just what are, what are they? Would you say? I think once you start to get an idea of my spirituality from the book as well, you'll realise that. Certainly being a Roman Catholic, we're, we're no strangers to bearing our souls and we're no strangers to, to going deep into the soul and into the mind and analysing oneself, the, the good sides and the bad sides of, of ourselves. So I was, I was certainly no stranger to, to that process of, of opening up and with the editor and saying, right, let's lay everything out. You know, let's 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 talk about everything, you know, skeletons in the closet, the lot, the industry, the good bits, the bad people we've met along the way. And then we'll work out what can stay in there, what can't stay in there, what can legally stay in there, because you don't want someone coming after me because I've dropped them in it. Mm. So it's a bit like that. I mean, but I, I would I'll be at this stage reluctant to unpack the book because I really want people to get into that first chapter and, and go through it and get on the journey of that book and realise that where it goes because it, it goes in places takes you on a bit of a journey that you you don't expect and and also the other thing that's important is that for those people that think they know you when they, they think they know me or they, they think they know everyone there's a lot of people they think they know you they've got you sussed mm. just by a small snippet of your history or what they think they know this book this book corrects that it says no you know you think this is one dimensional no it's multifaceted it's multi-dimensional and there's like all of us there's more to all of us than meets the eye quite so and and you know i, I put my hand up kenny to certainly in, in 93 and some of the intervening years i uh, really had no idea about the, you know your roman catholic background about your your faith and your beliefs that alone stands testimony to to what you're saying it's interesting you you use the phrase uh, you know opening up your soul the book is called bearing my soul the, yeah. the the genre you are in musically speaks for itself was it you know you, you often hear an interview with with an artist that is that is in let's say soul and maybe r&b and they talk about you know i always went to these clubs you know it was that that influenced me or my parents or family always played these sorts of records in the house that's why i'm in this particular uh, style of music now yeah but but it, it it sounds wider for you know than that for you um i think that the answer to that again it's in the book but the answer that I'll, i can give you is that I, really i didn't know anything else because I, I grew up on a council estate in in hackney london there and i was surrounded by you know uh, my peers and my friends and a lot of them had their older brothers and there was a you know a lot of uh, a lot of um jamaican friends uh, heavily into their reggae their dub their lovers rock and, uh, and more importantly the jazz funk and the soul and we were in that environment and we were closely uh, situated near a record shop that opposite where we lived which was getting some great imports of, of soul and jazz funk from america and so um it's all I knew. If anything, you know, what the book should and does in, in a certain thing uh, aspect is a, a certain chapter says, look, it's only later in the 90s do I go back and start to have a look at the 60s and the 50s and, you know, and start to explore the music, even the music of the 80s that was in the charts that I didn't, I took no notice of, you know, and uh, like the whole new romantic thing, the whole, you know, I've become friends with Tony Hadley and, and uh, Go West and all of those guys and Nick Kershaw. And um, 
Heaven 17. That's music that went over the top of my head. I missed it. I heard it occasionally on radio, but I missed it. So I kind of re revisited that and understood that there were some great songs there, some great singing and some fabulous songwriting. But ultimately, the answer to your question is, I, w I drifted into soul and what you would call typically black music, because that's really all I knew. Somebody tell me what's going on. I can't understand where I go wrong. I try to do the best that I can. But after said I'm done, I'm just a Kenny Thomas Part 2 isn't very far away, and neither is Mac at the movies. Voice command on your mobile device activated. Please state your request in a clear voice. Uh, diary. You have requested dairy. No. Your nearest dairy is approximately 42 miles from your current location. The cattle breed are Frisian. The farmer's name is Brian. No, I said diary. Diary. I'm sorry. A diary has nothing to do with a dairy. Diary. Diary. Finally. I'm sorry. I didn't quite get that. Please state which month you wish to view. May. You have chosen numbers of people you never wish to speak to again. No, Please select no, a name from that. a list. I wanted the diary. Calendar. You have chosen to call Kelly, your ex-girlfriend. Absolutely not. Absolutely, yes. Calling now. You fucking piece of... Cancel call. Calling. No! Cancel call for fuck... Hello? Ah, Kelly, uh, hi. How are you? Who's this? It's, uh, it's Jeff. Oh, right, hi. Yeah. Um... Um, see, my phone called you by accident and, uh... So you accidentally called me? Yeah, well, uh, it's sort of funny, you see. Uh, so how are you? Well, I'm glad you called, Jeff, because things have been a bit crazy lately, and I kind of had some clarity in my life. Really? I understand that I shouldn't have been too hasty ending our relationship, and, well, I think it would be nice to catch up for a coffee, take things from there. What do you think? Well, yeah, that'd be great. I mean... Yeah? Would you like to continue fucking my piece? Uh, uh, Jeff? Who is that? Jeff and I are going to a dairy. We shall be milking each other. You're not invited. You bastard! This is exactly why I broke up with you in the first place. I can't trust you! No, no, you don't understand. She's not real. I'm sorry. How could you? Please repeat Whoever you are, place. leave him immediately. Don't ever call me again or I'll have you on stalking charges. Oh, shit! So... What are you doing tonight? What? What the fuck is this? Request confirmed. Police officers dispatched to your home. Fuck! Your name is now being included on the sex offenders register. I want me Nokia 210 bike. I'm sorry. That model has been discontinued. 
on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and great stations like Triple M Morecambe, Z100, the new GWR Swindon, yeah, yeah, and also BBC Radio Manchesterford, this is Homer Corona. Kenny Thomas, the second part is almost here, and we will not spare the blushes of his very amenable, very affable manager. First, it's culture time. Mac and the movies. The way it works is this. Mackenzie is going to say a line or two from a well-known film. Uh, I'll jump in as well to play the other part, just so we can have uh, someone to bounce off. Your job is to give me the title of the film. My email is john at onairjohn.com. Take her far in the forest. Find some secluded glade where she can pick wild flowers yes your majesty and there my faithful huntsman you will kill her but your majesty the little princess silence you know the penalty if you fail john at onairjohn.com my email john at onairjohn.com which movie is this pray tell take her far in the forest find some secluded dead glade where she can pick wild flowers yes your majesty and there my faithful huntsman you will kill her but your majesty the little princess silence you know the penalty if you fail let's get back to my chat with kenny thomas There can't be many artists who have taken an instrumental and put words to it as you did with Mezzo Forte, Garden Party, of course. I've always been intrigued to find out the process for that and how that track, how that one caught your attention. I would love to take credit for that, but what it was, I was working with um, another great friend of mine and a brilliant singer-songwriter, Elliot Kennedy, who's produced, you know, some great records over the years and some of my, my records. And um, I was working with Elliot and we were writing, you know, a song. And he said, look, I've got an idea. Do you remember the Mesa Forte Garden Party? I said, of course I do. It was a big record, you know, when I was younger. He said, what do you think? Do you think we could, you know, take that instrument and rewrite it and closely, you know, loosely base it on their melody, but obviously insert lyrics that aren't there? And I said, certainly. So we got in the studio. And then the other twist of fate was that in the in the studio next to us was um, James Morrison was working in the oh, studio yeah, next yeah. door. Yeah. And, and the producer stroke engineer that was working with James Morrison in there heard what we were up to and he said you know what he goes I know one of the guys out of Mesa Forte and uh, he said I'll get in touch with them so it kind of went that way and then we got in touch with their publishers got permission and we did it and then uh, it was it was a good year and a half later that I heard that Mesa Forte did a concert and some of the some of their fans in the um in the audience when they went into garden party started to sing my melody <laughs> over it wow brilliant that's great um so oh, yeah I know I know it's, it's mad, isn't it, really? So, uh, yeah, I'd love to take credit for it, but really it was it was Elliot Kennedy's um, initial brainchild, you know? Uh, OK, with, with, a, with a bit of James Morrison thrown in, only a small bit, but... And when it comes to straight covers, if I can call them that, you know, when, when you take the whole song, so uh, music and words, and, you know, you record a version, what does that song have to, to say to you for you to think, yeah, that's the one? 
that can be come from different ways. I mean, with the outstanding, that was suggested. My initial reaction to outstanding back in 1990 was, oh, that's quite possibly untouchable. A very dangerous record to touch because if you get it wrong, you're going to, you know, that'll be the end of that and the end of me, maybe. Certainly in the, in the world of soul, you know, music. So you've got to have a, a bit of a, a kind of... Um, a bit of a brave heart, really, to say, right, and a bit of madness to say, right, I'm going to go for that record. It might be untouchable, but can we can we bring something to it? Can I make it my own? And is it, is it something we can live with for, you know, for the next 30 years, as I have done with some of these records? And some of them, for instance, there were some covers suggested by Simon Dunmore, who worked at Cool Tempos now, like, the, you know, the, the again, he's the, the, the brain child of his, his, his defected records and glitter box. A, a very, very clever guy and knows his soul music inside out. So he suggested Tender Love, for instance. Again, it was a big record for me, the Force MDs version. And the only the way I approached that was like, look, let's get in the studio and have a go. We can only know if we have a go and see how it begins to sound. And it, it began to sound great, you know. And then there's then there's other records that you that you realize are untouchable. But it has to have um, it has to resonate with you. And you think, well, can I make this my own? Mm. There are love, there are lots of soul records that I absolutely love and would love to be able to sing, but I'm not Stevie Wonder and I'm not Donny Hathaway. So you have to leave those to to the legendary masters of the game, you know. And of course, like so many artists, musicians, performers, Kenny, you've had to do without the the joy and, and you know, arguably necessity of live performance for at least a year to to, to take away that lifeblood to remove that. Talk, talk to me about about the effect. How has that you know? What's the reaction been, been within you? Well, one twenty, you know, one thing I would say is twenty twenty was shaping up to be quite possibly one of my busiest years. And, and that got whipped away. And so you're, you know, you're gutted at the fact that you're not out on the road. Also, the fact that you're not earning that money you should have earned when you've got mouths to feed like I have a, a, a quite a, a sizable family. And um, also, you know, you miss the, the, the human contact, the getting together with fans and, um, and performing and the energy that that, that gives and provides. So if anything, I, I noticed through the lockdown was, and a lot of people I spoke to today realised, although you weren't, we weren't doing much, and I'm always busy with my kids, you, your energy levels drop down because you suddenly you've got off the tread, you know, the treadmill. You're off of the, uh, you know, off of that, off of that sort of process. So you've got to now uh, face with the, you know, slowly getting back into the groove, so to speak, in, in the coming months. But it was, it was. It was tough. It was tough. Um, I was able to keep creative in the studio. So, I mean, I was still able to get in here and sing and write stuff and perform in that way. But nothing really can replace uh, an audience. And I did admittedly do two gigs in the first uh, lockdown um, that were, um, or towards the end of it, that were socially distanced one, uh, ones. And, um, and after I did those gigs, I did say to my manager, can we try and avoid doing those, you know, if if we can mm -hmm. ever again? Because they were too weird. Yeah. No one yeah. was allowed near the stage. Everyone's in their little pods and their bubbles and their little whatever. And, uh, you know, the music had to be lowered so people can't, sh you know, weren't shouting over the music. Well, that then for me becomes really not a gig, you know. That might as well just be a jazz pianist playing in the background yeah. of, um, of a nice hotel. Yeah. When gigs come back in a vaguely normal style, presumably your schedule is going to be a bit mad. You're playing so, sort of some kind of catch up, really. What it is, it, there's all of the gigs that were cancelled that we've, we're obviously obligated and contracted to. So we've got to do those. 
then there's the new stuff coming in. And obviously everyone's scrambling and fighting for dates because not every date's going to be available because it's already taken up with something that's moved maybe for the second or third time. So it, it, it now it now will be one of those where where thing you know where things will be nicely spaced out and you've got a bit of life in between it. It, it runs the risk now of uh, this later this year of me being out pretty much every weekend and maybe you know one or two dates uh, during the week. And um, and for me as a family man, married with, with with four children, I like to be around my family. That's the one good thing I've enjoyed about lockdown is I can hands on and be with my kids. And, you know, and sometimes the weekends are, it's great to get out on the bike with, you know, with the kids and I live in Norfolk. So plenty of cycling to be done and it's stuff like that. And I realized actually I'm going to be slapping it up and down a motorway in and out of service stations, grabbing a coffee because I, you know, I want to stay awake and, and doing gigs, uh, which is great. It's what I do. I want to do gigs, but you know, you'd like them to be sensibly spaced out. So you do have a bit of life in between them, you know? We need to obviously come back and conclude with, with the book, with your autobiography, Kenny, Bearing My Soul. Um, I know, uh, again, going back to that, that clip you, you put up on social media fairly recently, last few days, um, you said you know, COVID and, and et cetera, some other things mean that you know, it's going to take a little more time than I think had, had first been planned for the book to you know, be finished or at least come out. What it, yeah. What's the process if, uh, if somebody wants to reserve them, you know, order themselves a, a copy of it? Well, what we've done is we've set it up in such a way so it's pre-ordered. And um, and so they pay for that pre-order. They will be the first to get it long before it rolls out onto Amazon and all the rest of the other you know sort of available platforms for, for book selling. And um, so and obviously there's the opportunity to get a signed copy. So that means me sitting there signing loads of book trails, but I can, I've done that before. <laughs> and we, not on a book, but certainly on records. So that's that. The only the only real fly in the ointment now, which is proven to be a pain from what we understand in terms of manufacturing a book. And also uh, artists I now know that want to put, uh, want to manufacture, you know, some bespoke vinyl, for instance. So on one of the vinyls, uh, one band I've heard is that, the, that I've been told the turnaround time is 18 weeks. Gee. So with a book, I understand that it's about two months. So the problem we've got is what happens if uh, as it's not two months, what happens if it's three or four, then then that would extend that it's a, you know it's sort of a release date even further into the year but that may mean we need to look outside of the uk and manufacture abroad and then import it back in and so they're all, they're all the things that have to be done and, and the pandemic and uh, has and and you know subsequent lockdowns have have uh, affected those things so that's my our main worry at the moment is turnaround time in terms of manufacturing and I would imagine there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're stacked up and there's a work that's backed up uh, with people wanting to uh, have their books manufactured. So yeah. we, we're working hard to sort of um, circumvent that situation, if you like. Okay. Yeah, and I can say, you know, uh, from a personal point of view, it, it, it is very easy to find on the internet, even if you, your search term is just, you know, Kenny Thomas or Kenny Thomas bearing my soul. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's pretty much there in the first couple of results. So ever so easy to, uh, to get to the right place for it. Yes, they can go to a website. It's called Music Glue, as in the sticky stuff. Music Glue. Yep. And then if you go into Music Glue and you um, you do a search for that and then search for me, you'll, you'll find it. It will, it will come up. Well, Kenny, uh, great after all this time, particularly to, to catch up. And I, I really, I've got to make a point of saying this, that what a pleasure it is to deal with not only your good self, but your manager too, because 
believe you me, uh, in this age of social media accessibility, yep. there are some musicians that kind of are not clear as to whether you need to speak to their manager first or what or how that all works and the etiquette. And, you know, some get really snotty, but what a pleasure your manager is to deal with. No, he, he's, he's a top guy. And, uh, you know, we sort of uh, we work well together. And now he's, he, is, he is a pleasure to work with. And uh, no, I'm glad he, he, you've set this up, and it's great to speak to you after all this time. Yeah, let's excellent. not leave it so long, hey? Well, let's not I, leave I, it so long. Right, okay, yeah. Well, we occasionally pass by Norfolk, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you come in. Kettle, the kettle will be on. <laughs> excellent, Kenny. All our very best, and particularly as well to your daughter. All our very best wishes as well, and uh, Thank you know, you. hope you all keep well, and, and and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot. Take care. All the best. See you. Ever since we've been together. We've tried and tested every step we take Now we come to stormy weather We're questioning decisions that we make Piece by piece Breaking up this love of ours Piece by piece We do it piece by piece. Out of all the major podcast sites, this is Homer Corona. Ooh, uh, isn't it good? Very good, very good. I think it's time for a few shouts to finish. Chuck Fuff, thanks for dropping me that email. Very good of you. Same goes for Colin Locke. Horse, you're freaking a Tim Quickler. Mervyn Kember listening, also Susan Brovick's Dot Hicks and Noel Poshia. Oh, mustn't forget Nicole Pribler. Is it Nicole Pribler? Hmm. Okay. Thanks for being with the podcast. You've been most kind. I'll see you back here soon for another Homer Corona. Be nice to each other. <laughs>